You're listening to the Winify podcast, a show which inspires young artists, entrepreneurs, and creators to make meaningful content and pursue their passions. My name is Jesse Maguire, and I live on the central coast of Australia. Currently, I'm a high school teacher, I'm an MBA candidate, and I'm challenging myself to ask better questions. I'm sitting down with creators who live on the central coast to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how to create a life by design, not default. Actually, one of the reasons why I decided to start this account was the, um, the death of a close friend. The one thing I learned from that whole situation was that you can't hide your feelings. If you want support, if you want to feel loved, you can't hide your feelings and you need to share, you need to share whatever emotion it is that you're feeling, you need to share it with other people. They need to know. Raz Badian. Yeah. Episode two of the Winify podcast. Mm. It's where we are. How do you feel? Well, firstly, it's an honour and a pleasure and um, exciting, actually, because it's the first time I get to, I guess, formally but informally speak about my poetry on a public, in a public space and um, so openly as well, I guess. There have only been um, friends that I've been comfortable sharing the full detail of what some of my poetry is about so um yeah keen to really not hold anything back Mm. I guess with my writing and just share it with others in the hope that it will inspire them or they'll get a fresh perspective on the themes that I write about Mm. yeah absolutely before we dive into that yeah tell me a little bit more about yourself me okay um I'm almost 23. I'm a pharmacist, so <laughs> it's very different to um, to writing and being creative, I guess. But we were talking before and you said there is an element of creativity in pharmacy where you need to use your um, analytical skills and find creative ways to do certain things. If one thing doesn't work, you've got to try something else. So I guess those cogs in my brain are working maybe a bit faster than the average pharmacist, maybe. So tell me about your background. Mm -hmm. Uh, My cultural background is Persian. I wasn't born in Iran myself, um, but my my mum was, and um, they... Mum grew up in Iran and came here, came to Australia in her early 20s because of the Islamic Revolution. Um, I come from the... I'm a Baha'i, that's my religion, and the Baha'i faith is heavily persecuted in Iran. So um, mum fled Iran, yeah, roughly around the start of the revolution, but dad and his family were lucky to leave a long time before. So my grandpa was very adventurous, <laughs> and so instead of flying to Australia, they travelled through 
um, traveled through the Middle East, traveled through Asia until finally, I think it was the yeah, mid seventies or so came to Australia. So dad grew up here, but mum, um, not so much, but, um, in terms of creativity, mum is a poet as well. Well, she's, she's a writer too, but I didn't know this until probably around the time that I started taking writing seriously. So she writes as well, but she writes in Persian, not in English. And she would, and I can't, I can read Persian, but not really handwriting. And so she would read them out to me. And although I couldn't fully understand what the poem was about, it would still affect me in such a way that it would make me cry every time without yeah. fail. And so she refused to read them to me anymore because oh, then I'd just oh, cry because oh, no. <laughs> I'd just feel all the emotion, although I couldn't yeah. fully understand what it was about. So that's mum in terms of creativity. And dad is a musician. He's a drummer. Um, that's his main instrument. Wow. So there's a lot of creativity and or creative passion in your family. Yeah, and that's just my immediate family. We've got actors, we've got more musicians. I didn't know this about you. Yeah, you don't know you don't know much about me, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's from both sides of my family, both mum and dad's side. Um, and from, you know, paternal, maternal, what have you. So yeah, I guess you could say And here you are. Yeah, that's it. The writer. Yeah, the writer. Um I didn't choose to be a writer. I think no one chooses to be creative. They just sort of figure it out. But they can choose whether they wish to um, continue. Mm. And that boils down to the time that you put to it and the value that you put on your creativity, um, which comes with time. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to meet inspirational people and if you're lucky enough to experience different things in your life that help you and encourage you with your creativity, then then great. And if not, well, you know, either it's up to you or you just lose lose the love. Mm. Um, when you yeah. say lose the love, mm. do you feel like the everyday routine of having to chase after a career in pharmacy is a trickling down effect of your passion? Can be, can be, can be. An eroding uh, effect of, of upon your creative writing? Yeah, sometimes, like, I'll give myself as an example. So last year was a busy year for me in terms of finishing off my pharmacy studies as well as working full-time as an intern. Um, and looking back in my notes where I usually keep my poetry on my phone, Mm. there was hardly anything written Mm. last year. And that is a direct reflection of how life can get in the way of, excuse me, your creative side. But one thing that did stick throughout the whole year was that I knew it would come back. I just needed Mm. this period of my life to finish in order to go back to what was what I had before or maybe even the next level up in terms of um, the way I approach my creativity or what my inspirations are. Mm. That's interesting that you say that, that you can level up 
so to speak, mm. in your skills when mm-hmm. it comes to writing. I find, being an English teacher at times, that a lot of people are scared to write. Yeah. In the fear that they'll be and sound cliche. Yeah. Do you have an antidote to that? If I can add to that before I, um, before I give my opinion... Um, I don't think it's just the fact that they feel like they'll sound cliche, but that they feel like they'll be exposed. And no one likes feeling Mm. fragile or, um, you know, exposed to the world. They've got nothing to hang on to. Would you say vulnerable? Vulnerable, that's the word I'm looking for, just dancing around the (laughs) word. (laughs) Thank you. Trust the English teacher to fix that um vulnerable no one wants to feel vulnerable unless they've felt it before and they oh, I don't know how to say it. Oh. to the oh I don't know how to verbalize this it's one thing feeling vulnerable and then it's another thing feeling okay about it and just feeling confident that this feeling just means you have emotions and you're sharing them um yeah I guess if you think you're gonna sound silly or whatever and if it's like let's say you're you're in your English class and Mr. Maguire's asked you to write a poet, a poem on this theme and you think, oh, what is everyone else writing? You know, what's, what's you know, the guy next door writing about? Um, I'll just copy them. I don't want to, mm. you know, fire out. Mm. I'm not bothered to feel this or mm. I don't have time for this. Absolutely. You getting over that fear of judgment, I think, is the first step. Because we're all starting out with doing anything, you feel silly. That it's normal yeah. because you're vulnerable. You're starting something new. You have no foundation, yeah. but it's just a matter of building that foundation. Um, yeah, you don't have to know what you're doing. I think that's the main thing that I think about. You don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you still might feel silly. That's okay. It's fine as long as you're okay with feeling silly about it. But if, yeah, if you're not okay, then and if it's something that you want to work on, then it'll you'll build up on it. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely recognised uh, your progression and maturity in writing from your previous posts Thank and when you. we were. <laughs> Uh, when I first knew yeah. from when you shared your poems up until now they've really come into their own work and they follow a range of different themes mm. but they have a brilliant style thank you <laughs> so tell me quickly yeah. about your process when you come to write okay so um Leading a busy lifestyle, there's no set time that I put to write. It's mainly 
So when I was in Sydney, it would mainly be either on the way to uni or to or back from uni, um, on public transport. Okay. And only because I'm seeing new people, new environments. Um, I'm overhearing conversation, words that spark certain phrases in my head and I write them down and I can maybe write down a sentence or a word or a phrase at that moment and then work on it later. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there was a, actually a period of time where I would set the mood of a night time to be creative or to write. So it would be the okay. last thing I'd do before I go to bed, before I say my prayers and you know meditate or whatever. I would turn off my bedroom light, put on my um, desk lamp, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just sit for a bit maybe just lie down and clear my head and let the inspiration come. And that could be when I, when I would finish writing um, that piece of work that I started later on or earlier on that day or the day before, just building on that sentence or a couple of words. Do you think the environment has an impact on your writing? Hugely. Hugely. Um, living on my own or with friends and without the influence of other people really gave me space to explore explore my own mind you could say and explore my environment and not be influenced by things that I didn't agree with mm-hmm. or would do differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah fair. <laughs> um, well put <laughs> yeah um, but coming back home and working full time and you know, you get, you're tired, even though you're physically tired, it still has an effect on, on your mind, you sort of don't want to do anything, and you feel, I feel if I try to write something, it's, I'm overworking myself, and it's very forced, and nothing ever good comes out of being forced to, to do something creative, so I don't put that pressure on myself, but I do have faith that I will, that the inspiration will come if I'm open to it. Um, so I don't mm. have a writing schedule. That's beautiful. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, I uh, couldn't have put it better. When you open up, that comes into you. It's like you're getting out of the way yeah. for the creative uh, beam, so to speak, That's it. to come through you and write. And you can get out of your way when you're still. You wrote the first flow. Mm. Could you read that one out for me? Yeah, so this is the first poem of the year, 2020. Um, and I wrote it at Shelley Beach. It was um, a night where I just needed to get out of the house. And there are a lot of things in my head. And it was, it was all muffled and mixed all together. And I was trying to find a way to straighten out my thoughts. And so I drove to the beach at night. I just stared at the ocean for a couple minutes and then these words started popping into my head. Wow. Here we go. The first flow. I woke up to the washing waves telling me to open my eyes. There I saw a flowing backlog of all that I had brushed aside and put on hold in this past life. Wow. Yeah. It creates such an emotion 
And for me, when I read that, mm. for what was going on in my life, mm. the things I weren't, wasn't addressing, yeah. but I couldn't ignore. It's funny how I get this perspective from something which I'm sure applies in a very different sense to you. Mm. And that's the beauty of it, really. Um, it's, it wasn't until I started sharing my work that I saw that a lot of other people could relate. And this whole time I was just thinking that I'm the only person who feels like this, but that is not true. And it's never true. And you're never alone in what you're feeling. It may not be the exact same thing that the other person's going through, but Mm. there are always other people who feel the same or who can at least, um, you know, relate. Did you anticipate that when you went public with your work? No, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get out and share all my things. Um, Actually, one of the reasons why I decided to start this account was the um, the death of a close friend. Wow. Yeah, and um, the one thing I learned from that whole situation was that you can't hide your feelings. If you want support, if you want to feel loved, you can't hide your feelings and you need to share need to share whatever emotion it is that you're feeling you need to share it with other people they need to know and so I had all these emotions in me for so long which I first discovered when I was 12 we might go into that later um and I noticed that I had all these feelings and I didn't know what to do with them and so I, I just, I just wrote, mm. but I didn't wow. take that seriously until I started uni, which was when all the new inspiration came. I moved down to Sydney, different people and all that. And, um, yeah, I just needed to share. I needed to get all these emotions off my chest. I needed a channel for them. I needed a medium and that medium was poetry, words, written word. And um, the beauty of poetry is that there are a lot of senses at play and you can choose how you want to convey that message. Because reading something and then someone else reading it out to you can be completely... You can feel two different things from it. Mm. A minute ago you just said that when you moved to Sydney, you got this inspiration. Mm. And just before that, you said you were going through the grief of a friend passing. Mm. In my mind, I can't help but ignore the feelings I felt living on the Central Coast when I was a little bit younger. Do you think there's a stigma around expressing ourselves openly as young adults? In a way, yes. No one wants to hear what a youngin has to say because we are unexperienced we don't know what we're doing we are spoilt we um we want everything and we want it now a lot of those things can be true for some people but that's just with every generation i think we're not a generation that needs to be 
looked down upon. I think, if anything, we are the ones with the ideas. We are the ones with the inspiration, the drive, the passion to do things and to express ourselves, but only if people are there to listen. Mm. And um, I feel as a generation, we do have a lot of power as a collective. If we put our mind to something, it it gets done. Mm. It it mm. goes forward. But, um, yeah, I guess until we are in positions of... Um, I don't want to say power. I don't want to make it sound like a negative... I don't, I don't want a negative connotation towards mm. it, but you know what I mean. Like I know once what you mean. we have um, positions in society, mm-hmm. I guess, that mm-hmm. allow us to make decisions and that sort of thing, until then we sort of just keep, keep moving. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that we have fresh ideas and we have the opportunity to share those ideas. When I hear that, I can't help but think about Instagram mm. and what you've started. You wouldn't be able to do that in your parents' generation. Absolutely not. And the power of that, to be able to share online how you feel and potentially hashtag whatever theme is present in a poem and then someone connects Mm. with you somewhere across the other side of the world. Like, you've obviously had that. Mm. I've had that. Everyone has has sort of experienced it. Yeah, it's magical, isn't it? It really is. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Instagram's been a great platform in terms of sharing ideas, creativity, and I go through my Instagram feed and I just see so many lovely little sayings and inspiration and pictures, artwork that just make me, that just move something in you. I read something somewhere Mm. that said a value or something along the lines of the value of a a poem is when after reading it, something has moved within you or you feel that something's shifted. Yeah. And I guess that can be trans, transcribe, trans, give me the word. Transgress. Trans. No. no. Uh, okay. I won't, I won't go there. Transmitted. No. <laughs> Let's just stick it doesn't, to simple doesn't matter. Words. It can... <laughs> That can. We're both sl- very slow thinkers. Oh god, it's it's. Uh, we're doing this in the afternoon. Yeah, we are. Long days. That's my mistake. That's it really right. is. Um, but you're you're giving me a lot to work with. Oh good. And I love that idea that when you read a poem, that something can shift in you. Yeah. And I feel like that all the time. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of change at the end of last year and this year, and there's been a lot of those shifts. Mm. And I felt like that when I read one of your poems. Um, recently, mm-hmm. which was Old Scars, New Hearts. This one really essentially shifted that cog in my heart mm. and changed the, the energy in my body. Wow. Yeah. It really Whoa. felt like like something moved. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you uh, want to read it or do you want oh, to read it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll um, Go ahead. be happy to. I took note to not open scars, old scars, with new hearts, keeping the two far apart, creating a tailored space in between in order for you to fit in. It began to hurt too much, the pressure, the build-up of thoughts, their mismatch with what you see, unable to express it all freely. 
It was not fine. I was not fine. The unknown was never a fear until now. Was I better to address or to ignore? Would either make it better than before? For now, I've chosen to avoid. Burning hot showers replacing the sting. A short relief from all contained within, migrating the pain from heart to skin. Old scars, new hearts. Beautiful. Really beautiful. I love God. the the build up of <laughs> the build up of that and how mm. that that process which in the first few stanzas, excuse me, goes through trying to be with someone mm. but knowing that it won't work and then that final stanza is so powerful because it's essentially creating that pain into a very physical yep. sensation, which we all mm. know what it's like to be in a hot shower. Mm. So when we talk about maturity in writing, it's a connection of those, those feelings and emotions that we have in all areas of life and bringing them into essentially another Another realm. Another realm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which that poem does in a very brilliant way. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. You f- I feel like your writing has a mystical tone at parts. It's a very deep... Uh, does that stem from a spiritual place? Does Definitely. It, it does? Yeah. I, um, so like I mentioned previously, I am a Baha'i and I was raised in a Baha'i family and, um, Baha'is, so it is a religion. And so we, we do believe in God, the one God that, um, that sent all these messengers like Jesus, Muhammad, Moses. And we believe that the messenger of God for the Baha'i faith, Baha'u'llah, is the most recent in that line of messengers sent by God. And so when it comes to inspiration, there's always that underlying essence of my spirituality that stems from my religious beliefs. And so... There's that, but as a person, I'm also quite deep. Mm. Um, and, um, and so some of the inspiration, not for, not for all of my poems, but for some could have come around from reading from the Baha'i scriptures or from, mm. yeah, yeah, basically that. <laughs> mm. Or mm. reading from old Persian poets wow. who are also spiritual in their inspiration because they were either Muslims or Christian but yeah had some sort of religious background but were so in touch with their spiritual sides and you know so connected with their own souls that that manifested through their poetry um eh, yeah a bit give or take sort of the same situation here but (laughs) not quite the uh the roomy but uh you know, it's it's definitely an inspiration and one that is always there, regardless of what I'm writing about. I love that you 
recognize that we're young and we make mistakes <laughs> and we're still learning. Yeah. And you've actually written a poem about this called You Bloom. Mm. Could you read this out? Mm. Yeah. We are as sunflowers turning to the sun, growing in the wrong season, still reaching for the light, learning our left from right. Mm. Yeah. I love that. From what I got from it is that, you know, we are still going through life and we do make mistakes. But we're still going. But we're still going. That's the most important thing. You never stop. And it doesn't matter if you slow down. And for God's sake, slow down sometimes. Okay? You can't go 100Ks an hour for your whole life and then just look back and think, what? What just happened? Slow down. Smell the roses. Stop and smell the roses. Mm. Value the time that you have, but also never stop moving. Um, yeah. No matter what you do, just keep doing something, whatever it is. Mm. Does doing something for you translate into chasing your authentic passion? Absolutely. It's about, for me, doing something means wholeheartedly putting your time and effort into something. And I don't think it's not until you do that that you find what you're passionate about and what works and what doesn't. So if you're just doing something, you know, just because you have to or... Um, just not putting all your effort in, then you're never, you're never going to get anywhere because you just say, oh, yeah, that was all right or, yeah, that's fine or I'm, I'm all right with where I'm at. Mm. Not, not completely happy, but it'll do. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you want to live like that, but if you don't want to live like that and you're complaining that I'm not, in a, I'm not where I want to be, but you're not doing anything to change that, no one can help you apart from yourself and it's changing that mindset your actions don't change until your thoughts do so it's about changing your pattern of changing your thought pattern and catching yourself out when you've got these negative um negative thought spirals catching yourself out and thinking okay i'm feeling like this now and i can let this pass but how can i what can I do to prevent this from happening again? And what can I do to help me move forward and just keep going? Mm. Why should people write, Raz? Why should young adults write? Well, firstly, they don't have to share it with anyone. Great point. Yeah. Absolutely. So that might be a point, like a selling point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to share it. You just need to get it out. Um... I've spoken to a lot of young adults, you could say, who, where it's difficult for them to express themselves verbally or physically. And I've seen um, the effect of that mentally for those individuals where, um, you know, they, they get depressed or... Um, they're anxious or um, 
you know, it, it affects their relationship with other people or their partners or what have you. So I think being expressive through writing, I guess, in them in this particular in this particular occasion is a form of self therapy where your thoughts can be all muddled up and mm. blurry and um, you don't you don't quite know what you're feeling and so you can't express it. So that's valid. That's completely valid because we all get like that sometimes and we all have our own way, hopefully have our own way of straightening those thoughts out. But when your thoughts are muffled and your emotions are all over the place, you can't quite express yourself. So writing, although it's difficult, it's so difficult. Even for me, <laughs> I don't journal. Mm. I'll admit it. Mm. I don't. <laughs> I'll admit it. I don't. <laughs> and as, as a writer, I don't journal. Because when I'm upset or angry or sad, I don't like writing. Because I see my writing as something pure, as its own little bubble, and I don't want anything to, to penetrate that bubble. Because mm. I want it to keep it pure mm. and be in my own little happy, happy place. I don't want the ink to drop into the water, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. So it's hard for me to write because I associate that with something so positive. But for those maybe who aren't writers writing can help straighten out your thoughts mm. mm-hmm. when you can't verbalize them writing helps and it is difficult but it's the matter of getting a couple words down and just writing out your thoughts and you don't mm. need to read back through it again if yeah. you don't want to yeah not at all you don't need to open up that page you don't need to open up that diary mm. ever again yeah Ever. Yeah. You just need to get it out. And if you don't get it out, it builds up. Yeah. And this is like one of the biggest keys to authenticity when it comes to writing, at least what I've found, Mm. is just to write without a filter, put pen to paper and don't look back Mm. and and don't think about someone else reading the damn thing. Mm. Just write. Yeah. And nothing good ever comes easy. So if you feel really vulnerable and stressed out and just not comfortable at the beginning, that's very normal. And I think we can't, we're so used to being comfortable that we don't want to step outside of our comfort zone. Mm. But for growth, Mm. you need to be, you need to get used to being uncomfortable sometimes. Mm. And I emphasize sometimes because it's all temporary discomfort emotional discomfort is temporary and once you get over that hurdle my god you Mm. feel liberated you feel like you should have done this ages ago (laughs) and you're just kicking Mm. yourself Mm. as to why you didn't start it earlier Mm. so start today start today do something different get used to that uncomfortableness Mm. discomfort discomfort (laughs) the discomfort of vulnerability Mm. and expressing this authentic self to the world it's a hurdle you eventually get over definitely and you you just feel different i feel like it's freaking hurdles everywhere (laughs) like i'm running indefinitely over well i'm chasing after my authentic self yeah and there are hurdles after hurdles, after hurdles. But everyone I jump, I essentially catch it. Mm-hmm. 
and you get better at it. Yeah. Once you experience that discomfort a couple of times, you think, ah, oh, yep, I know this feeling. Mm-hmm. I know how to deal with that. And you just keep going. You accept it that it's a part of life. Mm. You can't be comfortable, can't sit in your room, not be exposed to anything mm. your whole life. For some reason, I'm just called to ask you about high school <laughs> and year 11 and 12. Yeah. And you're writing at that time mm. and the environment that you're in. How did it affect you? So I didn't write a lot during high school. I would write here and there. Um, yeah. What about your own personality? Mm. In that time, we're going through a big transition and of our identity, of our friends, mm. of what we're going to do when we leave. For some reason, I just want to ask you this, <laughs> you know, do you have anything significant in that period? I think one thing that was holding me back was like from my creativity until um, I started uni was the fact that I'd lived here on the coast for so long and that I felt I couldn't grow anymore. Why? I'd done all I needed to do and I was ready for change. I think Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing during 11 and 12 Mm -hmm. was the desire for change, change of environment, change of friends. Yeah, (laughs) those senior years were just dragging out way too long and there was a lot of pressure for everyone, not just me. Um, And that I saw the light and I was just waiting for it. I was waiting to see the light and just run, run towards it. And um, that's, that was my state in 11 year 11 and 12 Mm. so it wasn't the best time for creativity but i saw the light Mm. Mm. and um Mm. boy did the light come yeah absolutely it did it's very very beautiful the light it sheds so i'm speaking with raz badian who is a poet a pharmacist an all-around beautiful person oh (laughs) jesse and i'd love for you to Reach out to Raz and read her work at RB Words and follow us at Winify. Thank you very much for listening to the Winify podcast. I hope you've been inspired to create more and consume more wisely to support the Central Coast community. If you have someone in mind who I could interview for this podcast, please reach out to me on social media under the handle at Winify. Hey, thanks again and I hope you join me next time on the Winify podcast.